Bring me shelter, I will not harm you. Bring me shelter, please. Bring me shelter, I will not harm you. I would shelter you. People would do anything for their families. It could happen to anyone anytime. Somebody in France, somebody in England basically sat down with a ruler and just drew lines on maps. There are many different ethnic and religious groups that have been divided across borders and this has caused a significant amount of conflict. There are a lot of people who need safety. It is really cruel for a country like Australia to have policies that are focused only on pushing people away. What we're seeing is a number of people that remain in a state of limbo. And when non-sustainable land use combines with climate change, the crisis of refugees... I wasn't able to go and play with children. I had to go and really be an adult from a very young age. I think that's something that a lot of migrant children can relate to. Really, it was a dream for me to reunite with my family. I was just praying and hoping that that day will come one day. I think it's very important for people to understand that people have their own dreams as well and they're wanting to change the world with everybody else. Refugee Radio, 855 AM, 3CR. We want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land who we are broadcasting from, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and respect the elders past, present and emerging and their ongoing struggle. Welcome to Refugee Radio this week on 3CR. Firstly, I would like to mention the one-year anniversary of the death of Saeed Miras Huani. He was a refugee who was held in Manus Island for over four years and he was also in Brisbane for over two years. He is believed to have taken his own life on the 15th of October in 2019 when he was in Brisbane. Rohanna's father is also a refugee. He lives in the UK and he'd also seen his son on Manus Island where he did try to get permission or a pathway for his son to come to the UK with him but wasn't able to do that. So we just want to take a moment to remember Saeed Rohani as somebody who has passed away due to Australia's horrible, discriminatory and painful detention of refugees. For the rest of the show this week, we're going to be listening to part of a podcast from Listen Left. This was recorded in 2015 and it is a talk from Lasani Udrago, a refugee from Burkina Faso. And we're playing this interview today because on the 15th of October in 1987, the then president, Thomas Sankara, was assassinated. And in 2015, there was also a military coup and an unstable government in the country. So we're going to be listening to this podcast. And this was recorded in Dublin on a culture night. So, uh, good evening everyone. 
like you heard, my name is Nassan uh, Ludao. I'm originally from uh, the country that just seen now. Uh, before we talk a little bit about what you've seen, and is anyone of you ever heard about Burkina Faso before? Or? Yeah? That's great. So, like you said, uh, the country was not called Burkina Faso uh, up till uh, late 1984. What happened is that, um, like, what was said in the such uh, video that you see is a country that was colonized by French, who were under French ruling up till late 1960s, which we got our independence, but we kept the name Upper Water uh, till August 1984 after one year of revolution uh, carried out by Thomas Sankar, uh, which is actually seen as a narrow and African shape, like it was said. That, uh, his uh, revolution is actually grown up as a model for African because he carried out in a short period of time big projects that no one ever thought that it could happen in a landlocked country like Burkina Faso no connection to see, no uh, opportunities. And um, I remember as a teenager growing up in 1980, um, you know, what kind of family did we go through? Where every family, less than two or three percent of the whole population could afford minimum two or three meals per day. Including my, my own family, even though my parent, uh, my father would be working uh, it was difficult to afford two meals early. And look at the neighborhood and, and so on, it was tough. But within one year, year and a half of the revolution, every family was able to afford minimum two to three meals. And we were even able to produce more than what we need. So it's, it was kind of example in the West African countries, but also in the continent. So what happened is uh, we we had a lot of difficulties in terms of you know um, the French handling uh, the revolution, being able to control things, and um, we got into difficulties. If I'm saying we got into difficulties, is I'm talking in terms of as a someone who grew up as a young pioneer of the revolution who was so actively involved, uh, including uh, other revolutionaries, uh, the revolutionary government, Thomas Sankara himself, and you know all the policy that was carried out. But you would have seen here that um, at the age of 34, uh, he was able to do what you know other uh, African leaders did not carry out. So he was, like you said, radical about imperialism, colonialism, and all these um, issues that Africa was facing at the time. And he believed that we needed to co collaborate with outside world, but we shouldn't be relying on the outside world and expecting everything from them. Like you see the example he said, Given on the base of the empires. That was kind of power powerful tool that motivated everybody to stand up and work hard to make the leader that we expected from us. 
Christ and will be one of the first presidents in Africa to refuse international aid instead of cooperation where he will say we prefer you to provide us your expertise, train our people, show us how to do things and we will make them ourselves. We see the railways, I was part of this uh, building where we had to build a railway of uh, more than 200 uh, miles from the capital to the north side to be able to get train going down, bringing you know, uh, mineral resources, which was really helpful to the population. Women policies, we've seen it. He really came, it was kind of one decision in, um, at the Women International Day, but it became a policy in law where every weekend, in the 1980s, we expect that women will be sitting and resting and men going to the market, uh, buying vegetables, coming and cooking for men in Africa. In a country like uh, Burkina Faso, it will be like kind of dream. That was possible. Men was looking after children, bathing them, even it's the weekend. If you, if you, even the woman is not working, you do the housework and you, 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 you will be reported and you also will be in trouble and both of you. Why did you accept it? That was kind of policy. And we're proud of it. And that will be one of the key policies that really work. In terms of health, we've seen the vaccination that he carried out. In terms of uh, fighting against uh, um, desertification and so on, and I remember from college, every Thursday we organize, we go to the forest, we pick the seed ourselves, we organize it, we have like an expert helping us to put the seeds and how to plant them and grow them and we take them again, we go and each of us will be given like a number of trees to look at. So we were really able to do a lot with and suffer all time. Sankara, if it's difficult to say there's no one who is perfect. It wasn't perfect. We had difficulties to the revolution as well, through some policies, but that was kind of, you know, um, refusal to leave the old habit, the traditional things, and accept the new system. So that was possible through the revolution. But unfortunately, as he said about, he mentioned something about the African debts. I remember on the 29th of July, 1987, one of his last African songs. He campaigned for that and he said it clearly because by that time he had a lot of kind of a threat and, you know, attempt of being killed in different many places. And he knew that is not going to last long. Speaking, you can see it on YouTube, there is a translation. He mentioned it clearly that Addis, that if he did not get the other African head of state support, probably they will not be attending the next African Union summit because they will be killed one by one. He meant about he will be killed because he knew the pressure will. Effectively, if you calculate the 29th of July, 1987, to the 15th of October, 1987, you see that it's in between two months, 17 or few days, 10 days before, not even three months. <clears throat> and how that was possible, as the name of the country is saying, the meaning of the upright man is the meaning of the country. Burkina Faso means the upright, 
mainland. That vision, he brought combat corruption, you know, uh, kind of all, all wrong things going on at the time. To say we need to stand up and make things right. So Sankara would have gone against French interests, which is the colony, uh, the country colonized us. So that brought issues, and he knew he's, he's not going to last long if he did not get support. After that summit, many issues um, happened, which is really difficult to go into details, but he was quite aware of his killing. Even the last hours of his killing, he got to decide that it was time for him. Maybe you look at the video, maybe at the end you'll see that someone is going to be asking about his life. And he mentioned it there. Give an example like a cyclist cycling toward the hill. If you don't have the energy to cycle it, it's either you follow or you have to complete your duties, no matter what they are. So he got um, the information. There's one of the guys talking there, Zonas, um, that I was talking a few uh, uh, minutes ago, because um, since the day before yesterday, uh, we had uh, some issues because uh, after his killing in 1987, the country was ruled by his first someone who was, was taken by his own parents as their son because he was an orphan. Blaise Comfort, the former president, was an orphan. He didn't have family, but Thomas Sankara family took him as a, the, the son. They grew up together, they did a military career together, and all the trouble that they gone through, they organized a coup. First, in 1982, the civilians, which unfortunately remained uh, in the hands of French and were comploting with the French, uh, despite that the, that government was supposed to stand for the interests of people. So that brought them back uh, to carry another coup in 1984, uh, August 1983, which Thomas Sankara took the lead to carry his project, like you see. So that was an issue where France completely lost control. But he used the opportunity with the neighboring country, uh, the mention uh, Abu Ghosh is called in French, but in English is Abu Ghosh, um, former president of the boy, if you, uh, some you know, a little bit about Africa, and that was possible to manipulate his best friend to do that. But, like I said here, till the last minute of his death, he knew he would be kept. Some of his comrades said, let's put an end to this situation, we shouldn't let it happen. But because he knew what he was going through, he believed that he was an icon already, and he could sacrifice his life and put the country into bloodshed and so on. That's how he sacrificed himself. Even when the push started, it was, it was Thursday, you see the sport he was doing, he's the man who used to walk in any cafe, any restaurant on the street, even can even weekends take his bike, cycle to any farm, work with all the, the farmers. He didn't have any value in the But look at the interests of his country. He did a sacrifice. But unfortunately, uh, where we are today, even after 27 years, last year on October we had an uprising, the president who betrayed him 
was ousted out of the country for the first time, and then we had a transitional government. And like I'm talking about the day before yesterday, after a number of uh, policies and reform were taken to go to the election next on the 11th of October. The former president and faithful army men decided to overthrow the transition and take power. And actually talking to you, and it is a lot of bloodshed going on, people have been killed, some of them burned alive, and uh, it's, it's really uh, shocking to see that the dream of the, the country to go on democratic election in two, three weeks and reform things or give freedom to people is now kind of fake. Negotiations have been waiting at the moment, but we are not sure. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. 855 AM. So you're listening to Refugee Radio on 3CR and we're going to continue listening to a talk by Lasani Udrago, who's a refugee from Burkina Faso, talking about Thomas Sankara in his country. So, um, again, probably it will be, I can talk, say a lot even um, more, but uh, to allow people, if you have questions, so on, I will probably uh, be able to um, answer you. So if any people got any questions for Lasan or any reactions either to what Lasan said or, or to the film, we'll maybe talk for a while about that. If we like, we can go back to the film. I mentioned earlier there'll be some music later, but in the meantime, have a bit more time here if you like. Um, so questions, comments? I know Lasan quite well, and I know a little bit about Burkina, but I've learned a lot tonight, Lasan. Um, maybe you could just tell us about in more detail what's happening at the moment. Um, with the coup and what expectations you have for the election? Okay, um, to answer your question, uh, what's happened at the moment, like uh, I mentioned it earlier, um, we, after Thomas Sankara was killed in 1987, we had a dictatorship for 27 years. Up to last year, October, which the population decided to uh, really sacrifice themselves and there was an uprising. But it's difficult from outside perspective to understand the inside issues. Uh, I do always say it, some people think I'm joking, but um, even though I'm sitting looking young, I had over you know three decades experience in active politics back home, which led me to join my country. Africa still remain in some other ways, even though officially we, we, we are seen as independent countries. Control by the so-called countries who colonize us. Most of decision-making, policies and so on, has to be approved. So, that's the even main issue that Thomas Sankara <coughs> had to be you know, dealt with quickly before uh, France lost control uh, on his idea of spreading around the country. So, last year, following the uprising, the president who betrayed Sankara was 
password to, to, to free the country. But with the international community, the African Union, the ECOWAS, the French, you know, involvement, they have a kind of bit of, you know, manipulation to choose who's going to lead the transition in the country. Which, unfortunately, it was chasing the, the father and putting the son on the throne. So that affected, you know, the continuity, the, you know, a, a, you know, a fair and traditional uh, system for the past few months, 11 months now. Um, and some of the reform and policy that the traditional government had carried out was a bit incriminating the former government and actually the, 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 the minister who uh, carried it. Because Thomas Sankara was killed this one time, the day he was killed, he was killed with 12 of his comrades. But after that, for 27, 28 years, they have killed hundreds and hundreds of people, including eminent people like journalists, you know, uh, government, you know, uh, people, opposants, leaders, youth, students, and so on. So now there are some kind of, a, you know, independent investigation that were you know, as we carried out, and the recommendation were published um, last Monday. And yes, the Thomas body was authorized for the first time to be eliminated and, and the DNA carried out. And the publication of the, of the DNA report was also to be uh, carried out yesterday. And all that, this, the former president, <coughs> military guys found that if they allow that to continue, they are the one to answer before justice. They had only one option, you know, put an end to the democratic uh, process so they can rule and they can, you know, spread the fear and, 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 and the reform so they can control. That's the issue that's brought to court. But unfortunately, even though that we have the UN and the, the African Union and the European Union who condemned the coup, France is still kind of, a, you know, reluctant to act in the sense of the international population. And uh, if people had a chance to watch uh, TV, uh, France, Van Cart and Euronews or whatsoever, the profile of the man who is now in power is shown as the only man with ten almost 200,000 army, you know, uh, at the unique person to protect the interests of the international community in Burkina or, or the French interests, which is completely wrong. To be honest, I would, it's not to share my personal story. There are many of us, like myself sitting in front of you, looking who I am, and I know what kind of pain I carry every day of my life for the current military that who carry the coup, tortures and so on. So it's not people who pity human beings. I was, um, it's difficult to, to, to drive away. I brought some image back home where some of the, you know, protesters were burned alive only to Since the day before yesterday, how many people were killed? We you know, it's difficult. That's the current situation that we are going through. It was simply 
the way of putting an end to democratic process that was, you know, the traditional government was uh, conducting as a project since uh, uh, last, last October. It's a way of blocking, you know, a, a system that we are writing of empower people to come forward and like there was kind of a court issue going on. So the, uh, the two cannot be known. So that's the reason why, why, why the situation is here. So we do have um, many people protesting and I will also ask whoever comes, we, we do ask people to join with the voices, ask for the, you know, this government to be sanctioned and make sure that the, the, the democratic process continues. Whoever you can email, either the European Union, the UN, you know, ambassadors, we do uh, ask everybody to join us because actually people are losing it. Many people have been, you know, uh, terrorized, killed, you know, tortured, and it's not fair. So that's the situation actually. My expectation about the election, you, you, you thought, even though I knew it, it would not be, you know, easy. We thought at least we will go through democratic process, got election done, you know, we couldn't get everything done in the first hand, but I had the hope that the country will return to a better system and a democratic system where we can have the freedom to have this. Unfortunately, this is now a long Could I ask you again, maybe just to say specifically, and I know it's probably too early to say for sure now, but what people in this part of the world can do to support? Specifically, uh, we, we, we do have an international committee that have been working on the game of Thomas Sankara, called the uh, Thomas Sankara Network. We have in different languages, um, in English, German, Spanish, and many languages. If, if people can Google it, uh, you, you can join the, 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 the network, but we do ask people locally, like in Ireland, you can write to the t-shirt and ask them what does he do about the situation in Burkina with the killing, the human rights abuse. You can call, contact Amnesty International, you can contact your local TDs. He said, look, we just been informed of the situation there. We are wondering, you as, you know, politicians or decision makers, what do you do? Because we, 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 we are asking for a pressure from outside. And the only way to get to that, that's difficult seeing that there's no other way of cooperating and accepting the democratic process. So you can email the local TD, T-shirt, like I have already sent a lot of uh, emails around. The time I'm talking to you in France, there are a lot of protests, I know we're not many in Ireland here, which we can do that. Thanks for listening to Refugee Radio this week. You can, of course, listen to all of the new Refugee Radio episodes online on 3cr.org.au. We will be having the podcast up there for you to listen to. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa 
every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Jan. Don't look too close.